Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon to you all out there in radio land, cyberspace, wherever you may be at the sound of my voice. God bless you. And as always, it is indeed an honor and a pleasure to hook up with you in the airwaves. God is a good, good father and we are loved by him. And because of that, We can rejoice in this day, no matter what situation you may find yourself in, no matter what circumstance may be swirling around your head, you can still rejoice in the name of the Lord because he is yet in control. So hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Good afternoon, my beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you? Sis, I love you. I am so totally awesome today. I thank God. Um, besides probably a little sinus in my head, it's a beautiful day. It's cold and crispy. I like it because I like coats and boots <laughs> and things. So, And you know what I'm saying? So I'm loving that. But uh-huh. besides that, thank you for asking. Amen. Amen. Well, I do know you love boots and coats and stuff, and you know I am quite the opposite. And uh, I wish this little cold snap would go ahead and snap its way on out of here. But to God see the glory. I was blown away a couple of days ago. I, I mean, within 12 hours during the daytime, not overnight, during the daytime, the temperature dropped 30 degrees. I was like, okay, yes, this absolutely makes no sense. I went to work yes. that morning a little after 8 o'clock, and it was 60 degrees, and I left the office a little after 8 o'clock that evening, and it was 32 degrees. I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, we had the 67 up here in Augusta. You know, I'm two hours away from you. Mm-hmm. But rain. And then, like you're saying, about three hours later, it dropped down to literally 20 cents, and it, it was ice that fast. Unbelievable. So your sister's a polar bear. I don't want to look at the camera or anything, but I like that little crispiness where I am. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, amen. I'm going to let you have your crispy. But to God be the glory. See, that's the beauty of God because he creates each and every one of us to be individuals. You know, I love the summertime. I love the heat. I grew up with, and my sister grew up in Las Vegas too, so I'm not sure why she has gravitated to love this cold so much, but I grew up in the heat of the desert, and I like my heat (laughs) too. So, but amen, amen. So, you know, last week we had an incredible show. I thought I, excuse me, really enjoyed it. And we talked about uh, being influential in the seven mountains of influence. And at uh, the end of the program, and you had shared and what have you, you know, that a lot of people just, they they can't relate to what we were saying because they don't know how to get there. And so we did discuss last week that, you know, this week we were going to start talking about preparation and how to get to Um, the places of influence that we were talking about. So, you know, we are women of our word, and we're going to pick it up just as we said. Um, And so today's topic is preparation for your place of prominence, preparation for your place of prominence. And um, I, I am a firm believer that God does not do anything by chance or happenstance. He doesn't throw stuff up against the wall and see if it sticks. He is very strategic, calculating, and by design. His word decrees and declares that he does everything decently and in order. So, therefore, he does not just pick you up and drop you in the middle of something that he does not have confidence that you can handle, that be it your trials, your tribulations, as well as your place of prominence, the good things, the the place of rulership. And we have to be trained. One of the things that always stood out to me when the children of Israel had wandered through the desert for or the wilderness for um, 40 years, and at the end, toward the end of that, the Lord led them by a way where they had to fight some battles. And the reason he said he did that is so that he could teach them to war. Because think about it, all the warriors, quote, unquote, those that were skilled in the art of war had died because he killed off everybody that was over 20 years old um, that left Egypt except for Joshua and Caleb because they were of a different spirit. But he killed all the rest of them off because of their lack of faith, their murmuring, their complaining, and all the other issues that they carried with them. They They were not astute enough in the things that God was doing to let go of the things that had been done. And that's one of the things that we've got to talk about in in um, preparation for our place of prominence. So because they could not let Egypt go, they brought Egypt with them, and they brought that Egyptian mentality, that slave mentality, that bond servant mentality with them. They could not appreciate the victories of God and the promises of God they did not stand on. So um, all of that, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing in the word that's not there for purpose and design. So we learn from the Word of God. We learn from other what others have walked through, especially in the Word of God, as well as our own ancestors and elders um, and mentors and parents in the gospel. So it, it is very, very important that we learn um, 
from the past, but we don't bring the past into our present. That's that's the difference. That is the difference. So I'm excited about our topic today. What say you, my sister? I'm excited as well. And when we were talking last week when you were were at the show, you are talking about the seven levels. You know, I want people to start listening even more, and I want people to understand what you're talking about. So I'm really excited, and like you're saying, you're going to start off and tell us more about it, and I'm going to be a listener today, and then a feeder in there, because I need to listen as well, because I need to be fed. Amen, amen. Well, you know, hey, we all need to be fed. That's why we go to God's school, so that we can can learn and, and be fed and grow in the things of God, because let me tell you, you will never learn all there is. To um, to know <laughs> when it comes to God. You know what, Seth? I agree with that. Yes, I agree. And and not even mean to cut you short, but this is what I'm learning now. It's okay to say if you don't know. You don't. It's okay mm-hmm. if you don't. And it's good when you be blessed mm-hmm. to be around people that does know, so you can become the same same way as well. Because that seed bears fruit. Another seed. It helps another Amen. seed grow. So thank you so much for understanding. Amen, amen. No problem whatsoever. Um, I, I, uh, I'm gonna be a little stern this, this, this hour because I firmly believe that you know it is time out for playing in the kingdom of God, for playing church, for playing whatever you think you playing, whatever game you think you playing. It's time out because you will never ever step into your place of prominence playing. Okay, you got to be serious, you got to be real, you got to be ready, um, and you got to know what you're doing. It it is, excuse me, uh, I'm going to use this as a segue just because, you know, things can be funny that you encounter does not mean that life is a joke. And as I said, I'm going to use that as a segue because we have our very own Mr. D.L. Henry comedian extraordinaire on the line with us today. We are blessed with his presence. But, uh, <laughs> what it do, what it do, what it do, my people. I'm here. I'm here. I had to finish up some work. I'm working today, but I wasn't going to make it on the call, so I had to turn in a permit real quick. So I Excuse me for my tardiness, but I'm here now, ready to get it on with you, you all, and Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. You know, Mr. Henry is stepping in tall cotton these days. He's being flown across the country and giving, you know, presentations and what have you. So we just know, you know, he is a living, breathing witness and a testimony to what this year is unfolding on our behalf and the favor of God on one's life. So, hey, sir, let it be what it be. Yes, uh, you know, God is so good. Yes, I had to. Matter of fact, I'm, that's why I'm running so behind on everything else that I'm doing. You know, the folk flew me out to Kansas City. Let me tell you something about Kansas City. You have four seasons in one day. It went from summer, spring, fall, straight to winter, and it stayed there. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. When I'm telling you that thing was ridiculous, I didn't know whether to put on shorts or long johns, but I was confused for three hours. 
I believe it, brother. I believe it. Because you know where every place in this part of the world, I don't know what it's doing across the pond and across the water, but I know in this Western Hemisphere, this weather has been insane. It has absolutely been insane. We opened up the show talking about, you know, the fact that on, I think it was Thursday, that the temperature dropped 30 degrees within 12 hours during the daytime, not overnight. It's just like, what? This is crazy. Yes, sir. This That's is crazy. That's exactly what happened. In, that's exactly what happened in uh, uh, Kansas City. I went there, and I had to take off my hat because I was sweating. I went in there and talked with the people. I looked outside. You know, it was a little warm. I said, okay, well, let me take off this layer. I went back out there. I said, ooh, it's getting a little chilly. I looked at it again, then it was snowing. I said, you know what? There is a God. Because he's the only one I know can change four seasons in one day. My goodness. My goodness. Well, you know what, that, but that's real, sir, because that just shows the signs of the time. It shows that, you know, God ain't playing. And that's why I said I'm going to be a little stern on this show. Um, D.L., you weren't with us last week, but last week we touched on the seven mountains of influence and the fact that, you know, God is calling his children to rule and to reign in these areas. It is time out for us taking a back seat, you know, thinking that, quote, unquote, some of this is too worldly for us to be involved, how else are we going to bring the kingdom of God into fruition if we are not in a place of prominence, if we are not in a place where we have influence, okay? So, you know, we've got to kind of take our head up out of the sand and recognize what God is doing in this hour. If we don't, we're going to miss our opportunity. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't plan on missing not another opportunity for nothing. I mean that. Seriously. I, I am just at that place in life where it's time out. It is time out. I, I, I feel that I am in a place as Christ's example was to us that my faith is set like flint. It is. It just my focus is him. My focus is the kingdom, and my focus is accomplishing that for which I was created. And I was not created to be a mediocre being. I was not created to take a backseat. I was created to rule and to reign. And I believe that with everything within me. And anybody that know me know I act like I believe that, okay, (laughs) because I do. It is a part of my DNA. You know, I am a king's kid. I am royalty, and I recognize that, and I am walking in that place. And that's kind of where I want to go ahead. I was just going to say, I knew that you was kingdom-minded when I went to your show. And I seen your shoes that had diamonds Boy, and stuff please. in them. <laughs> you and these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you and those shoes. Bless the Lord. You told the people. You told the people. You said, I'm not waiting to heaven to walk on street paved with gold. I'm going to walk on it right now. I said, hey. go ahead on this. <laughs> 
God is a good, good God. You know what? And and we, again, have taken a backseat for far too long, knowing who we serve and to whom we belong. So it's time out. So like I said, you know, last week at the end of the show, Tanya, you know, took took up for the people, and I thank and praise God for her, and that's a good thing because she brought balance. And she was like, there are a lot of people that don't understand um, how to to take over a mountain of influence, how to get to that place. Um, And she's absolutely correct. And it is time now for us to take off the layers and stop patty-caking with people and talk straight. And, you know, we have always done that. That's one of the reasons for it's real. It is real talk on real issues. So we've always been straight with the people. We've always been transparent with the people. And I do not foresee us changing. So I, I put up a post on Facebook and um, today, just actually just a few minutes ago, just before the show started. And as I was typing it, God just was really um, working within my spirit a righteous indignation for the place that we have been because for far too long we have done exactly what we're talking about and taking that back seat. But now it is a time for us to step into our prominence. And this is what I said. This was one of my kingdom empowerment nuggets. It says, say this with me. This is the moment I come out of my emotions and step into my prominence. Children of the Most High God, stop letting your emotions rule over your destiny because feelings are subject to change. It is time you start walking in, you stop, I'm sorry, it is time you stop walking in what you feel and start standing on what you know. I know God has delivered me from the snare of the enemy. I know my God has healed me of all manner of sickness and disease. I know God has favored me with victory in the battle. I know all my needs are met by Christ's riches in glory. Now, because I know these things, there is nothing I can't attain. So that's kind of the mindset that we've got to walk in in this hour if we are going to take over the seven mountains of influence, and let me remind you guys what those mountains are again. It starts, number one, with religion. And, you know, I flipped that last week, and I said I want to start with family because if we are not influential in our family, we're not going to be influential anywhere. That is our first call of ministry is in our family. It is in our family that we live out who we truly are. It is in our family that we are living, breathing epistles and examples of God and the favor of God, okay, and and the, the faithfulness of God. So it starts with the family in my book. Next, it was religion, and you know, I don't believe in religion. It's about relationship. We've got to rule and reign within our relationship with God, okay? He is God, big G, and he has commanded us to be God's little G. He has given us power and authority. He has given us the keys to the kingdom because of our relationship, not because of religion. It has nothing to do with religion. It is about our relationship with him. And because we are his children, his heirs and joint heirs with Christ to rule and to reign in this atmosphere, in this earth realm, then we can walk in influence in the church, in the body of Christ. The next one was education. 
He's called us to rule in the mountain of education. If we don't have people of like-mindedness, people, kingdom-minded people, teaching our children, educating our children, then they're being taught all the evils of the world and not being given the balance and taught who God is. We need kingdom-minded people to be in our educational system and to have influence in our educational system. The next one is the government. God in heaven knows with everything that our government walks through on a daily basis, we need the children of the Most High God to be in prominent places in the government. Okay, we have got to stop taking a back seat and saying, no, 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 you know, we're not mixing church and state. Bump that. You know, forget that. The bottom line is we have been called to rule, and that's what a government does. A government rules. So why shouldn't we take our seat at the table of government so that we can rule as righteous rulers, as righteous dictators, so to speak, of what the laws of the land is going to be? It's time. The, other, the next one is the media. And we know the media is trash. I mean, it, we, we've heard more about fake news in the past year and a half than we ever have. But as much as some of it is true, some of it, you know, needs to be changed. Because we know that the media sensationalizes something. You hear more about what is bad than you hear about what is good. So if we take our seat at the table of media, then we can promote what is good in the face of God what is good for him, what is good for the kingdom of God. So we need to have influence in that area. The next is arts and entertainment. We need, why, if we don't, let me say this. I was watching Taraji P. Henson yesterday, I think it was yesterday, and she was doing a, 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 um, um, uh, a interview about her new movie that just came out Friday, Proud Mary. And in the interview, she was talking. She 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 was talking about her father and the influence that her father had on her life. If I tell you, I heard the voice of God and what this woman was saying. I'm serious. And, and she wasn't coming from a spiritual place or a biblical place, but she was coming from the place of a father's relationship with his daughter. And what she said was, growing up, her father always affirmed her and told her what she was going to be, what she was going to become. He saw her bent. He saw where she was good, what she was good at, and spoke into that on a daily basis, all the time. She said he was always telling her, you know, and she said one day he came to her, and she, I think she said she was in D.C., and she was doing some kind of work in a little theater or whatever, and he said, um, let me remember how she put it, something to the effect of, baby, you can't catch fish on dry land. And she looked at him, and she was like, what do you mean by that? Because she said he was always coming up with these little antidotes. And he said, you can't keep catch fish on dry land. You are an actor. You're in D.C. This is not the place you need to be. You need to go to L.A. Because here you're on dry land. You need to go jump in the pond in the water where the fish are so you can go catch the fish. And had her and sent her to L.A. 
And she said that every time she would accomplish something or she would get a new role or something would happen and she would go to tell her father and she would be just so happy and overjoyed. And she said his response would always be, that's good, baby. That's nice. That's good. He said, but that's not it. That's not it. See, you, you, you still haven't seen it yet. Whatever you've attained right now, that's not it. That's not the end all be all. That's a stepping stone to where you're going. You think this is good, that ain't it. Wait till you get to that next level. Wait till you get and she said that it was always repeatedly and she said her her father passed away I think a couple of years ago and she so misses that voice, you know, saying, Mm mm, that's not it. So she said she feels right now at the place she's at now with the notoriety she has, and now she's a producer as well as an actor and all of these different things, and, and she just, you know, as a black action um, person in the new movie she did, she's like, I haven't seen this since the 70s. She said, I have people to look at, women to look at, like the Pam Greers and the different people, you know, that were doing action movies back there, black females. She said, but you don't see that anymore. And so she felt really good to be 47 years old and starring in her first black action movie, you know. But she said she hears her dad saying right now, baby, that's not it. That's good. It's good. But that's not it. You know, and it, when I listened to her, it was like it really stirred something because I believe that that's what God is saying to us. So where, you know, we may have, you know, we have a couple of, of um, Christian or um, producers in Hollywood. You got some Christian actors in Hollywood that give grace and, you know, and glory to God. But they're not, they're not the ones that are setting the tone. They're not the ones that are making the rules, so to speak. They're not the the ones that are setting the bar. So God is saying, that's still not it. We need to come up higher, even in arts and entertainment, we being his children, the body of Christ. And then the last sphere of influence is business. You know, and y'all, all of you know, that's, that's near and dear to my heart. I, I love entrepreneurship. I believe it to be a call of God on our lives. But we've got to get into that place where we're not fearful to walk in the places that God has called us to. We're not fearful to be who God has called us to be. Tam, you asked a very poignant question last week. How do we get there? We get there by shifting our mindset from that place of feeling and emotion. I promise you, people, if we keep walking around in our little feelings and our emotions, and every time you turn around, you're offended because your little feelings is on your sleeve, you know, you'll never get to where God wants you to get to. Your feelings and your emotions will cause you to walk in fear. Your feelings and your emotions will cause you to shrink back or to ignore what is going on because you're mad at this person when that very person who is your enemy could be that Pharaoh in your life to propel you forward because God hardened their heart so that he can use them to show his power and his might through to deliver you to where you're going. Your enemies is who God said he would prepare the table for you in the presence of. So stop being so fearful and scared of your enemies. I promise you guys, this past week I read a post from somebody, and this is a gentleman I've only had opportunity to speak to a, a couple of times, um, just met him, just met him like this past year, but I, 
as I read his post, I, I, I got angry. I really did because, you know, he was, oh, my God, he was so distraught because two people had come against him and his ministry and, and told him he couldn't sing and he was a bad example of a Christian and yada, yada, yada. So all of a sudden he going to step down and he's so apologetic and he's sorry he's been such a disappointment to the body of Christ. But this is a man that loves the Lord. This is a man who loves the Lord. And his and gives adoration unto God. He is a gospel singer, Caucasian man, you know. But when I read this, I said, I, I started. I, I couldn't help myself, and you know me. I started responding to his post. And I first and foremost, who are you doing what you do for? Are you doing it for the adoration of man, or are you doing it unto God? When you sing, are you singing for the accolades of man, or are you singing to an audience of one? Are you doing it to, to show forth your worship and your praise to God that if there was no audience, if no one heard you sing, would you still sing your heart out because it is unto him? Because if you worried about people slandering your name and lying on you, you're in really good company because guess what? They did it to Christ. If they did it to Jesus, who are you to be so offended because somebody came against your ministry? What? Oh, please. This was like, oh, hey, man, I'm getting ready to reign because Christ, you said if I suffered with you, I could reign with you. So, hey, thank you, enemy. Thank you for all those naysayers. Thank you for all of those that came against and didn't believe. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Because you know what? I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it unto my Father. And if I'm staying in my Father's presence, if I'm allowing him to speak forth my affirmation, that's what touched me about Taraji's story. My Father is speaking forth affirmation in my, my, in my life. Now, why am I worried about these people? I got over people years ago, years and years ago, because I learned that these people are so fickle. Today you are the best thing since sliced bread, and tomorrow you are the worst thing since the snake crawled on its belly. So we got to get out of that mindset. We've got to get out of our emotions. If we're going to step into our place of prominence, this is your preparation, all that you have walked through, the hell that you have walked through. The lies, the slander, the rejection, the pain, that has been your preparation for your place of prominence. So now what you need to do is to take all that preparation and allow God to use it to promote you to the place he's called you to be. It's time. It's time. You know, DL, you shared on New Year's Eve, you said that, you know, you had to get to that place where you recognized that the sickness that you were walking through wasn't a natural sickness. This was spiritual. You had to get to that place. But you know what? I hear that in you, because you are now back to work and you're flying across the country doing presentations, once you got to that place, then the sickness no longer stops you. It could no longer hold you back because you recognize it Amen. for who it was, and you now have been propelled forward into your place of prominence. Amen. We have to get to that place. It ain't what we feel. It's what we know. Because when you know that you know that you know, nothing can hold you back. 
Okay. I talked the whole show last time. I'm not going to do that this time. <laughs> so, I am opening up the floor. You guys jump in here. I, I want to first say, sis, I love you, and thank you for hearing me. And I didn't mean to come off like that, but I, I yes, I did, because I'm realizing now I it, I have to be able to speak <laughs> from my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I did, but in a good way. And, she, and one thing oh, I yeah. love about you, you know, one thing I love about you, because you heard me, sis, and you know what? I, I want to hear the it. response this time, because I sat and listened to you just a minute ago, and you did it with a stern love. You know, like, a child sometimes, you love them, but you got to tell them like it is, whether they like it or not, because you can't, you didn't, you took everything down and you made it understandable and I understood. And it made me check myself while you were talking so I can look at myself and say, what am I doing in the kingdom of God right now? You know what I'm saying? So when that time comes and when you said about politics, a lot of them don't get in politics because of so much corruption a lot of godly people don't deal with it because of that scripture where it says, don't concern yourself with um, um, affairs much higher than yours. A lot of times it was talking about politics and stuff because people get involved in things they don't know what they're talking about. But again, it's time now that I believe God has taken off the blinders. God is asking us, what do you see? And if you're still saying, I see men that look like trees, then you need to ask him to take the scales off your eyes. Like I've had to ask him to take the scales off of my eyes. Because I realized when you just said just a minute ago, I began to sing that song in my mind, I better tighten up on my backstroke because what my sister's saying is really powerful. And I don't want to miss the mark this time. I'm talking from a point where I have because people got to realize, see, you have to either have a mindset, what my sister said is to be able to kingdom build, or you get ready to tear your kingdom down. Because with all the jealousy and malice and hate and everything that you have, you're not building kingdoms, you're tearing them down. So, Amen. thank you for that, and I love you. I mean that. That now that was real and transparent, and I and I got what you're saying. Thank you. Well, praise Amen. the Lord. <laughs> well, you know, um, people. I just I just enjoy. I have enjoyed just hearing everything uh, that you said because you said it with a a certain a certain sternness and and love. And that makes all uh, the difference in the world. And so um, I thank God, you know, for even having that in your spirit. You could have you could have went on ahead, far as I was concerned, with that entire for the entire show because it was blessing my uh, my spirit as well. But um, you know, people used to get upset with me um, when I said this, and I wasn't saying it to um, downgrade people or anything of that nature. But I used to always, and I still do say it, I said, somebody got to work at Walmart, but it just won't be me. Because I've right. always understood, I, I always understood my purpose uh, in mm-hmm. God that it was it was higher than a Walmart anointing. And I'm not downing anybody mm-hmm. that works at Walmart or does those things. Amen. Because somebody has to do it. Uh, but when you understand who you are and whose you are, um, then you know you you begin to to walk in in that. Um, and 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 you know, like you were saying, Colette, you know, people are flying me out, you know, to hear um, for me to present presentations about processes that I'm creating to make them better. Mm-hmm. And I Look think about, I, yeah, I, I I think about God and the process. 
that I had to go through to even get to this point. Um, and so it's it's a blessing because when I tell you that my life has totally changed uh, in a six-month period would be an understatement. But wow. understanding understanding your purpose and understanding that when God is doing something, he's just really just trying to get you to that place. He's just really just trying to get you to that place where he wants you to understand who you are and whose you are. And when we begin yeah. to walk in walk into that, then people begin to understand who you are and whose you are without you even saying anything. When I'm telling you them folks there kept me in the meetings all day long just to hear my prophet and it just kept going. It kept going. Mm. Those were some of the longest days of my life. And when I tell you, you would have thought that I went out there and poured concrete or something. I was just that exhausted. And so, mm. you know, I, I, I think about, um, and I'm just explaining the process. You know, it's nothing that has been implemented. So I say that to say this. There's a process that we all go through, and at times we are just simply exhausted. But I said just keep pushing, keep putting your hand in God's hands, because if you get through the exhaustion, then here comes the manifestation of the blessing. You know, yeah. um, think of what would Jay Cleveland used to say? I don't feel no ways tired. No ways tired. From where he brought me from. Nobody yes, told me sir. the road would be That easy. it was going to be easy. <laughs> but I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Sometimes we have to go back and find one of them old songs that just ministered to our spirit. Because you know mm. what, there, you know what, the music today, I, you know what, it's it's okay. But there are something about these old songs because these people were singing from the place of where they were at, and there's they, they, mm. that 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 song was crying out in their spirit to God. And you know what? Saying, you know what? The thing about it is, and even though he may have felt tired, he gonna he gonna he gonna speak into the existence. I don't feel no way he's tired because um, I know he brought me too far to leave me. All right now. Yeah, that's powerful. Hallelujah. That's powerful. That's powerful. Hallelujah. You know what? Says I heard D. I heard um, I was reading something on a pen, and it says, when a song means something to you, you hear the lyrics. And when you're going through something, you hear the lyrics. And when you're not, you just hear the music. And neither one of them are mm-hmm. wrong. But when you hear, I don't feel no ways tired, then that's, you, like you're saying, that's an impactful song for your soul. Because I wake up mm-hmm. with songs in my heart a lot of times, and I realize I thank mm-hmm. God for the Holy Spirit that it cries out for me and prays for me and gives utterance for me when I can't do it for myself sometimes. And and like you're saying again, wow, I love what you're saying. Do you get it? Now, D, you know your sister. Now, I'm a manager at Sam's, but let me say this. I used to be contentious and used to kick my feet and told the Lord, can you get better than this for me? I felt like I deserved so much more, but I realized when I had to look at myself, I wasn't ready yet because I didn't put myself like you talked mm. about, sis, in position to be ready. See, a lot of times we can talk and act like we're ready. We can present ourselves and dress like we're ready. But you're really not ready. 
Because it takes a little bit more to be ready. I had to learn, and it's keeping it real with everybody. And you got to look inside your internal heart and ask yourself and look around and say, I know God loves me. I know that he don't love that person no more than he loves me. And I know that I, you call me to royalty. I'm, I'm the daughter of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm the descendants of them. So when you have to line yourself up with confidence, because for so long, and that probably be another show, sis, I hope you do, cockiness and confidence. There's a thin line, but at the same time, they're indifferent. They're different. So you have to have confidence in yourself. Like my sister said, know that Christ died on the cross. Know that he had a purpose for you. And even though it doesn't matter what has happened in the beginning, you still can start the story all over again and have a strong ending. Because Samson, even at the last bit of the last bit of his life, and he, and he always did wrong. But at the last bit, they said he killed more men than he did in a lifetime with a jawbone, broke him down. So you can do the same thing when it's that one burning light in your soul. When you think that all things have forsaken you and all things are gone, take that last bit of light, and guess what? I bet you it was in the woods of California. One spark, they said, set thousands and burned down thousands and million-dollar homes. So you, with that fire inside, what my sister is saying, when you know the levels and know where you're supposed to be, but see, a lot of us are not there because we're not ready yet. We're still playing with God. I know, let me be the first to say, see, it's not being loyal on some things, it's being loyal in all things. It's not being right on some things, it's being right in all things. Not perfect. Not perfect. But when you know that you know that something is not right, why are you still doing it? Isn't that insanity? Yes, it is. Thanks, Beth. You know what, what? One of the things that I hear from the two of you, and and it was, and it's, I know it's the Holy Spirit because it was stirring in my spirit as well. Before you said what you did, Tam, about the fact that you're a manager at Samstown, what was in my spirit was balance, even in what I said. Okay, to even bring balance to what I said. You know, I am at that place in my life. Okay, where it is not. I don't the. Apostle this morning said something, and it just, my spirit leaped. It leaped within me because he said, we are now stepping out of the place of faith. It is no longer what I believe. We have to come even beyond faith and walk in what we know. Okay, so I have gotten to that place where I have walked in faith. I believed you, Lord, to take care of me, and I've never slept outside under a bridge. I believed you to feed my children, Father God, and you saw fit that every day of their lives they had something to eat. Okay, I believed mm-hmm. you for certain things. I had faith for the right now. I believed you to take care of this need right now. Okay, that was my belief. That was my faith in you. So now I can I get to graduate because I walk at that place of faith long enough to get to the place of knowledge where it's no longer what I believe, it is what I know. I, I'm not I see. believing for you to do this anymore. I know you're going to do this now. I receive that even That's powerful. Okay, that's powerful. It is not even, uh, you know what I'm saying? See, because That's your powerful. belief system, your faith can be shooken. 
You know, your come on should be shook because of what happens. All right? Amen. It's like what we say about happiness. Happiness depends on what happens. But the joy of the Lord is forevermore. Your joy is not predicated on what is happening. Your joy is in the fact that God is your strength. You know that you know. Okay? So we've got to get to that place. And that is the place that I am walking in now of that place of knowledge, that place of knowing, not just believing, but knowing who he is. Knowing that he can never fail, knowing that if he says it is so, not it's going to happen, it's done. It's powerful. Done. So, but, Amen. but I had to walk through things to get there. Now I'm gonna use you, Tanya, as an example because you opened up that door, and because I love you and I know you're transparent enough not handle. to care for me I can about me saying this. Yeah. Okay. Come on. So yes. DL said. DL said. Somebody's got to work at Walmart. It's just not going to be me. And he had that belief in himself. And then you came behind him and you said, you know, that. and what you said, spoke was profound. It was profound. It really was. Because you said, well, I'm a manager at Sam's, but I had to understand some things I was just not ready for. I said I was ready, but I wasn't ready for it. Now, let me tell you, listeners, she may be a manager at Sam's Club now, but this woman here was at one time an assistant manager of a major hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. So she was prepared for her place of rulership and reign, but she allowed a distraction to come along, distract her from where God was taking her, and she stepped down from that place of prominence where God was raising her up to, and then she had to kind of go through this cycle all over again. So never twist it that where you are right now is all you're capable of doing. She may be a manager right now, but we all know she's capable of much more. Amen. And let me tell you something, you guys. Right. I didn't mean to cut you short, sis, but what I want to tell people is, even if you are a manager at Sam's or a manager at McDonald's, just like what DL said, and it's the truth, somebody has to do it. But if you're there, be good at what you do. You know what I'm saying? Be good at what you do. Amen. And it's not a matter. Don't be ashamed of what you do. Right. Now, you know what I realize? Let me tell you something. Isn't it better? I want people to know something. I know that God loved me. And when I prayed and I first got saved, everything that I asked for out of my mouth, I truly believe he was giving me. But it was more than a notion because I'm telling you something. Truly, the power of God is imaginable. You can't even begin to imagine the things that he can do and show you. It was blowing my mind. But see, again, we ask for things and we think we want things and you're not ready. And he'll give them sometimes because he loves us. But he'll have, you have to fall sometimes because he has to show you. You're not ready yet because I still, you still need to work on this, this, and this. But being that manager now at Sam's Club, I thank God that I'm able to add a lot of things now to that company. But God already told me my time is always drawing, almost drawing near. So the good thing about it is it's taught me so much more. I was wild. When I was young at that Flamingo Hilton and wild in so many different ways. So I, it could have caused even more major damage if it didn't walk away the way that it happened. But I thank God that I've had to do a full circle 
Because I was one of the children of Israel. I complained. You give me manna? Thank you. Oh, man, what? What happened to this? See, sometimes we get beside ourselves when he blesses mm-hmm. us so. And when he gives his mm-hmm. gifts to us, we can't get off focus and say, why isn't that person going to church? What's wrong with them? You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, I love God. What's wrong with you? You get me what I'm saying? I mean, that kind of attitude will take you to another level in the kingdom of God because it's always the pride before the fall. So what I'm trying to Mm. tell everybody out there, I had a lot of other things as well. He blessed me, but I got so cocky. I came out of confidence and went into cockiness, and that wasn't Mm. good. It's not right when you take your job or your level and you do things because you don't like that somebody ain't doing it the way you like it. So I'm being transparent mm-hmm. now because being mm-hmm. in that position, like you saying, sis, of even being a mom in a house, being in position to be a matriarch in a church, a um, first lady or whatever it is, it's still a way that you have to do things. And I was a wild child. I didn't want rules. I want a God. Come on. Let's do it. You get me? So now that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying to you. I'm glad where I am because now I'm mellowing out so much more. I do talk a lot still, but I still listen. And I'm starting to learn how to talk less and listen and love more. And whatever I can do right now where I am, it's going to take me to the next level. And it's still, I'm still here. So I still got time. Amen. 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 I, you know, I applaud you. I, I do. You know, um, we we have all had to walk through our time of preparation. We have all went around Mount Sinai a few times. Okay. Um, we we have all climbed the mountain and then slid back down. Because <laughs> we missed the step. Amen. You know, thinking that, you know, thinking that it was, it was you know, we hey, we had arrived. We was only a quarter of a way up on the mountain. We hadn't even gotten halfway up. We thought we had arrived, and our little stuff didn't sink. Okay. But thanks be unto God for his grace and his mercy. You know, my point to everybody today is not to get hung up on your shortcomings, your feelings, your offenses, you know, the situations and the circumstances. Timothy was real. Don't get entangled in, you know what I'm saying, in the affairs of this world. Now, don't get that twisted to mean you cannot take over the seven mountains of influence. He's saying that in your mindset, if you get so tangled up in the affairs of this world, you will allow the world to dictate to you who you are and what you can and cannot do. As long as you are entangled in the affairs of God and his kingdom and you allow him to dictate to you who you are and what you can and cannot do. The sky is not even the limit. There is no limit to what you can attain. Okay? It did not mean, you know, don't get tangled up in the affairs of this world does not mean shrink back and don't rule and reign. You still have been called to take in rulership. You've been called to rule and reign. Take dominion, be fruitful, multiply, take dominion, subdue. That's what he said. That's what he embedded within you when you were created. Understand it. But like Candy just said, don't understand it with cockiness, understand it with confidence. 
And All that right confidence now. is not even in you. The confidence is in him. Amen so to that. Nothing aside from him. Nothing. Amen. Go ahead, DL. I hear you. You're chomping at the bits. I hear you. <laughs> yes. Yes, because, you know, I, I, I simply wanted to say, you know, in this, this last year, I learned something that was was very valuable in just the way my thinking was and how um, I needed to think, you know, because of who God told me I was, there was just certain things that I wanted. And so, you know what, I, I went after things that I wanted and some things I, I got and some things I accomplished and you know that was great, but I come to the to the understanding is that if you just allow, if you sit still long enough and allow God to give you what you need, not what you want, but what mm. you need, then mm. it takes you to the place of getting what it is that you want. Because a lot of times, mm. if we be honest, we don't really know what we want. You know, That's God true. knows us better than we know ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I just get, I got to the place, and even you know uh, when it comes to relationship, you know, and uh, and 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 trying to get back to relationship after everything I went through, you know what I would go after what I wanted. And I think this is the first time, honestly, that I did not go after what I wanted. And the young lady that I date, it wasn't even something that I would look at, but it was exactly what I needed because she had so much structure mm-hmm. that it got on my nerves. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of times that, you know, you look at and you're just like, well, this is not what I want. But what is it that you need in order to get you mm. to the place where you need to get to? And just like Tan said, you know, um, you know, you, you may want certain things or be certain things, but you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not there. You know, and I think a lot of times people have a hard time understanding when you're not there. And it's okay, you know, um, not to be at a certain place. My thing is put yourself in position to be at that place. And that position is sometimes just right there in God and standing still. Don't move. Don't say nothing unless he moves you. Mm-hmm. And, he asks, mm-hmm. and he tells you to say something. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, people just don't understand, you know, they don't get it. I I never understood how God can come into a place and bless someone else. And people say, it's not my season. Well, I'm trying to figure out if God is in the place. Oh. <laughs> Why? You, that's why I, I it, it threw me. But if God is there, because it tells me it bless you in season as well as out. So when is your season? That's my right. season is whenever he is in the midst. Huh. And if you huh. know God is present, then it's your season. And so I've just learned to take exactly what God needs because I realize when I accept what I need, then I'm always at the place where he would have me to be. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to read something to you that Apostle, Apostle said this morning. Let me find it. Because it, it was just so powerful to me. Okay. And, and it was dealing with time and, and now, like you were saying, D.L., about, you know, stepping into your season and what have you. And Apostle said, now is a time that does not need time to dictate it. Now is always present. 
now is always present. Okay? And that struck me. That really, really struck me. Now is a time that does not need time to dictate it. So, you know, your past needs a timeline to dictate that it's in the past, that it is already past, it is behind us. Your future needs a timeline to say this is what's coming down the path, this is what's forthcoming, this is in the future. But now does not need a timeline to dictate it because it always is. I am now, okay? This moment is right now. And when I step into a minute from now, that moment will be now, okay, because it will be then. You see what I'm saying? So we have to understand that God is the God of now, now. <laughs> our prosperity is now, our now season. It is the now time for God to save Zion, now. We, we're so busy looking to the future. Think about the Old Testament. The Old Testament pointed everyone to Christ. It gave people a goal. They were waiting on the Messiah to come. It talked of him. It predicted him. It prophesied him. Everything was about the coming Messiah. But Christ came, y'all. And he did what he came to do. And guess what? He left his spirit here with us. So everything that the Old Testament was pointing to is now. Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomy 28, all of the blessings that God pronounced for the upcoming season all through Isaiah. He talked about what he was going to do. He did it. So we need to shift our mindset to the now. This is our now season. We have stepped into now, and we need to treat it as such. We need to That's stop backpedaling. We need to stop That's worrying powerful. about what happened and start focusing on what is happening now. That's powerful. What you and Bill both said. Yes, yes, yes. That makes so much sense. And you know what? It's a mindset. And I love you guys. And that's why I, was, I said to you, I'm going to kind of listen today because I, I need to live. I need to hear. And it's good a lot of times. It doesn't matter. I tell people all the time, you're never too intelligent or too smart that you can't. And I'm so grateful that I did. Because what DL said, it did, babe. I wasn't offended. I don't want anybody to feel like that. But I wanted others to feel like if that's where you are, because that's where I am, know that Mm -hmm. that's where you are, but that's not where you're going to be forever. And like you're saying now, go into the now, right now. So what you Mm -hmm. said in the beginning of the show and everything says our fears, our fears cost us to do a lot of things and it costs us time Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. because in the end, Mm -hmm. God's already done it. It's going to still have the same end results, but you didn't have to go through it as far as long as hard because by that time, that's why we get anxious because we feel like we're running out of time and we haven't done Mm -hmm. what we're supposed to do. But if God said Mm -hmm. it, he meant it. And it shall be so. Because guess what? You were never the author of this book. It was always hmm. him. Glory, glory, glory. That's a powerful word right there, sis. We, we did not author the book. We did not even author the story of our life. We're just living it. The story was already written. We're just living it. Now, we alter it from time to time in our disobedience. 
But then being the loving father that he is, he brings us right back into alignment so the story can go on. You know, think about this. And and I I heard it on, I don't know, somebody was ministering, and, and I heard it. And I remember when God spoke it to me years ago that, you know, not to glory in the fact that you have power over the serpents and the vipers, but glory rather that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I remember I was coming out of of a bad relationship, a bad situation, and I remember going down the street, and I began to thank God for his deliverance out that situation. And he told me, he said, "Up, oh, hold up. He said, you will have more trials and tribulations. Because I was just so happy that that particular season of trial was over with that particular situation. He said, hold up. So, you know, I thank you for praising me, but please understand, you shall have more trials and tribulations. Glory rather in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the glory of knowing that, okay, changes our whole mindset and trajectory of where we're going in life. Because, see, God does not write your name in and erase it when you mess up and then go write it back in. If he said your name is in the book, then your name is in the book. And it's not coming out of the book. You have to align yourself with the storyline that has come with that name in that book. So, you know, it's, we, we've got to change our mindset. We've got to change our mindset. And it's time to go, guys. This was good. This was good. This was good. So we will continue next week. We will continue next week our preparation for the things that God has called us to this year. said that DL is an example of what God is going to do in our lives or what he's done in our lives for this year. Amen. He started off the year, okay, showing God, showing him who he was. See, they're listening to him, but why are they listening to him? They're listening to him because of the grace and the abilities that God has placed within him. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Your place of influence, your place of taking over these seven mountains is not because you are so good and you're all of that in a bag of chips. It's about the God that's in you. It's about what he has written in the book about you. And he's called you to that place. So to God be the glory. I love you guys. Love you back. I love you guys. It was an awesome show. Amen. It was, it was. Share, share, share. Love you. Stick with you. Same God channel, same God time next week. God willing. God bless. There's my music. Here we go. Let's keep it real.